0: This is Josh Gondelman. Sorry, wait. I'm Josh Gondelman and this is Make My Day. It's a comedy game show. The world is a bad place and we all need a little pick-me-up for at least a few minutes. So every week, I bring on a guest and they participate in one game that they are guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. During the game, I assign them points based on how much they cheer me up specifically and how much their answers delight me. The winner gives a pep talk to cheer up the person or entity or group of their choice Because this isn't all about me, it's just mostly about me. And the grand prize winner of every week wins a $100 donation to the cause of their choice. Our guest and contestant this week is a stand-up comedian and actor. He's the host of the beloved podcast "Doug Loves Movies." Please welcome to the show, Doug Benson. Hi, Doug. Hey, how's it going, Josh? Good. Thank you so much for doing this. It's my pleasure. It was. I did your your podcast little quarantine. It was so much fun.
1: I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's uh, you know the way these things have to be done now for a while.
0: It's very strange, but it's nice to see people like making the best of it and forging through. So. Your podcast is about movies. their are movie games. Have you watched anything during quarantine and isolation that, that you just like recommend to everyone? Like, oh, this is the the new thing that I stumbled upon or the old classic I revisited?
1: Well, I decided that it would be fun to try to watch all of the selections that are available now on Amazon Prime that we're supposed to play at the South by Southwest Film Festival. So there's like 35 titles on there. I think most of them are shorts, but there's also a few features. So I've just been going through and watching them because I was supposed to be at South by Southwest this year as, as I am every year. So from what I've seen, I would recommend, I saw a short called affirmative action and it's spelled not with an I in affirmative, but uh, like the word fur and, The reason it's called that is because this guy stumbled onto the fact that lots of companies in this country on their websites have like a team page where it's like little bios for everybody on that company's team. And they have a dog, you know, a fun picture of a dog. As a member of the team, yeah, more often than people of color. That's
0: brutal. Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: So when this guy shows you all of these sites and how they always add a dog and then it's all white people, it's hilarious and just shockingly sad, like at the same time.
0: Today's game is called What Could Be Better Movie Edition. Now, what could be better is usually a rhetorical question, like look at the sun setting over those mountaintops. What could be better? But here and now, it's a real question. Like, how could we make things better? And in this case, movies. In true Make My Day fashion, I will be assigning points in accordance with how happy each answer makes me, just how much I like it. Doug Benson, are you ready to play What Could Be Better? Movie Edition? Let's do it. Excellent. Let's start here. First question. Who is the best Tom Hanks character to be quarantined with?
1: (laughs) So many characters. To choose from so many greats like Larry Crown. But <laughs> <laughs> the one I would pick, I think, just I, I think logic dictates this choice. I mean, wouldn't you want to be quarantined with the dude from Castaway? Because
0: he's got experience.
1: He's got so much experience. He's got all those survival skills. If I needed dental work, he could do it with the the, you know, the blade of a skate.
0: <laughs> My worry is that he's like too good at isolation and isn't prepared to like isolate in a house. <laughs> like he's almost feral.
1: <laughs> right, but he always brings a volleyball, so it's oh, you always have something to play with.
0: Yeah, so it's like there's three of you. It really is.
1: It really, it, it practically raises the number of people quarantined exponentially.
0: That's that's great. I would say that is a 12 point answer. Six points for uh, Tom Hanks' character, who I will just call castaway, and then six points for the volleyball with a more memorable name, Wilson. Yeah, I
1: think, his, I think Tom Hanks' name in the movie was FedEx.
0: <laughs> Great. That's a perfect answer. Next question. If you could add one sequel to any movie franchise that may or may not already have sequels, it could be just a standalone at this point, what would you choose?
1: Well, I picked something just for my own personal you know, desire to see it keep going. Mm -hmm. There's these three movies that are referred to as the Cornetto trilogy. But if Edgar Wright wanted to make another movie with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, I I wouldn't be mad about it. I, I think it'd be great if they all teamed up again, because part of what I enjoy about Simon Pegg and Nick Frost is that they're a comedy duo that can switch parts. They're not like Laurel and Hardy where one guy's always one way and the other guy's always the other way. They actually, over the course of those three movies, they they play different characters.
0: Yeah, that's really fun because it's not like you end up watching the same movie in three different places, (laughs) right? Yeah. Where they're like, here's me getting mad at him on the beach.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and even though they're all Edgar Wright movies so they have his kind of kinetic style, they still also each have their own Mm -hmm. vibe and tone. Terrific.
0: Terrific. That's an eight-point answer. You're doing amazing. <laughs> Next question. What special effect would you most like to command in real life? Take that any way you like.
1: <laughs> well, obviously, there's a lot of great special effects, a lot of great uh, mutants with their own powers and whatnot. But especially after watching mm-hmm. the most recent version, I would like to be an invisible man.
0: What about the most recent version made invisibility seem more appealing?
1: It really appeals to me because I want to be the first known invisible man who isn't interested in raping anyone.
0: Yeah, that's so so many invisible men, it's so much about uh, sex crimes.
1: And it's like this new one, the guy straight up, he's a brilliant scientist who invents an invisibility cloak so that he could torture his girlfriend.
0: <laughs> That's so messed up. It's also like if you can't make a person you're dating miserable without advancing the field of science, you're not really <laughs> trying. I've done it by accident. <laughs> um, what would you want to use the, the invisibility for? Like what is the benevolent purpose or at least the recreational and not criminal or not uh, violent criminal. It's purpose. just to
1: get everybody to just leave me alone, you know. And especially now, <laughs> I mean, it'd be so much easier to stay six feet away from people in the grocery store if you were invisible.
0: I agree. I think this is, that's so smart. It's great for quarantine. It's great for regular conditions. You can just chill. Nobody's going to talk to you while you're walking down the street or on the bus. Yeah, this is very good. And I like your strong anti-sex crime stance. That's 15 points, no question about it. Yeah, huge, big score. (laughs) Next question, which animal character from a movie would make the best pet or like friendly companion?
1: Well, I've got a real specific one. There's a dog that I have actually met that worked in film. His name is Jumpy, and he's a, a Border Collie, Blue healer mix. He's in a motion picture called In a Valley of Violence, which I'm pretty sure you haven't seen, Josh. I've it not. It stars Ethan Hawke and John Travolta, and it's kind of a new take on an old-fashioned Western, like small-town Western kind of thing. Cool. Oh, and Karen Gillan is in it. But um, Jumpy the dog steals the movie. Like Jumpy is so am- uh, amazing. in This movie so likable. Really. And then also just it's one of those dogs that can just do lots of tricks. And if you if you just if you look up Jumpy oh. the dog on the internet, there's so much great footage of him because he's one of those dogs that's super into. Uh, it's like a parkour dog. Like he'll jump off of crazy heights.
0: This dog rules. Where did you meet this cool dog? That's
1: yeah, so the thing is. Uh, I had the director of In a Valley of Violets, which I saw at South by Southwest several years ago. And I had the director of the film on an episode of Douglas Movies. And I was just like, hey, just a uh, crazy shot here. But is there any chance you can get Jumpy to come to the taping? So Jumpy the dog has actually been a guest on Douglas Movies.
0: Damn. Did, did Jumpy win? <laughs> he,
1: didn't, he didn't end up playing any of the games. <laughs> but he did do the uh, lifting up his leg and pretending to pee on me. Aww. And, you know, handshakes for everybody, all that kind of stuff. And he's, you know, he's super good at, like I said, jumping. Look up Jumpy the Dog after we're done here. It'll be a, a, another way to brighten your day.
0: And we'll put this in the show notes, too. I Like, I think our audience should be able to enjoy Jumpy the Dog as well. This is, you know, this is for everybody. This is great. That's a 12-point answer. <laughs> Terrific. I, I, anytime I can get introduced to a new dog that I can enjoy from afar, this is huge for me.
1: Do you ever take away points?
0: Do I ever take away points? I could. I I think that would be unprecedented. Would you like me to?
1: No, I'm just worried that you will when I tell you that Jumpy has passed away.
0: Oh, okay. I understand. (laughs) I wish that had been mentioned earlier before my enthusiasm had gotten quite so high, but I will also say... Uh, I can't hold you accountable for whether a dog is alive. I mean, unless you had something to do with it. No, I
1: just mean that, like, it's so, uh, you know, when you go to look at (laughs) clips of him, you'll be so, they'll make you happy, but at the same time, I I knew you would find out when you Google his name that he's no longer alive. So I just wanted to make sure. Thank you. I just wanted to give you that blow as softly as possible.
0: I appreciate that, and I think the listeners will, too, because they'd be like, maybe I can meet this dog like Doug did, and then they'd find out it's not possible.
1: But also available on the internet, footage of his puppies. Before he died, oh. there's there's a bunch of jumpy juniors were born.
0: Oh, that's great. You know what? F- far be it from taking away points. That's four <laughs> more points. Oh, nice. Four points for puppies, man. <laughs> it's all happening. Oh,
1: my God. I, I'm going to really do well, then, because I, I bring up puppies every chance I can.
0: Next question. If you could make any two characters in film that never fought or kissed fight or kiss, who would they be? They could be from the same movie, from other films, you know, from different films.
1: Yeah, I would like to see two people in one specific film fight it out. I'd like to see, like, hand-to-hand, intensely choreographed, John Wick-level fighting between Keanu Reeves and Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give.
0: (laughs) I love this. Can you explain a little bit where this desire comes from specifically? Well, because I
1: love watching Keanu Reeves, you know, fight people in John Wick movies. Yes. You know, and I'm a big Diane Keaton fan. And like in that movie, she's like uh, dating Keanu Reeves in the film. So I just feel like it could really... Turn out that he's, you know, he's not a good person. And then get into this fight. I'm picturing a fight very similar to Uma Thurman and um, the lady she fought in the first scene of uh, Kill Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm visualizing that level of violence. But then Keanu Reeves is dead (laughs) at the end of the scene.
0: Oh, And then
1: that's why she ends up with Jack Nicholson. And she's just like, I just, I'm just going to stick to my own age. I've learned my lesson.
0: Something did have to give it. It was Keanu yeah. Reeves' life. <laughs> I also like, th- this is going to be, you're going to get a chance to really see a couple people just wreck house on a Nancy Myers kitchen. And I think that would be a treat as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because she's always got such nice finery everywhere.
0: Perfect. This is a very good, this is a very good choice. I was very surprised, very delighted. That answer is worth 10 points. Nice killing it you're killing it truly okay next question the next question is if you were forming a benson's 11 heist team to do some kind of elaborate theft what facility would you want to rob and what kind of specialists would you enlist you can cast them if you'd like or you can just be like explosives guy uh woman who does comms you know
1: i'd like to cast it but i'd also it's also aside from the casting element of it, it's a pretty lazy heist, but it comes from comes from the heart. Okay. My movie would be called Benson's One because <laughs> all I want to do right now is break into a movie theater and and just watch movies in a theater. So I just need one person. Oh yeah. Who has the keys to the building and knows how to operate the projector.
0: All right. So I think keeping a small crew is also like key to not getting caught.
1: Yeah. I don't know. These movies where they have 11, 12, 13 people, that's just so many extra elements flapping in the wind that could end up getting them jacked up.
0: Yeah. Like if in Ocean's Eleven, he had somehow just enlisted Andy Garcia to steal from that casino. (laughs) Just George Clooney and Andy Garcia embezzling. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Embezzling isn't sexy to watch. You can't have that jazzy Soderbergh music under embezzling, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just (laughs) one guy filing fraudulent paperwork. (laughs) 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 Just looking both ways to make sure no one is supervising his bank transactions.
1: But I think you're going to love the casting of the guy I've chosen to be my partner in this uh, heist. Please. Topher Grace. Great call. Because he was my favorite part of the first two oceans movies. He played himself in those. Right, 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 right. In this one, he'd be a character. He'd be a guy that works at the movie theater.
0: This is good. <laughs> For one last small score. We're <laughs> yeah.
1: And the like montage of me putting a team together is just going around talking to each employee <laughs> at a movie theater until I find one that, you know, will will do what I want them to do.
0: <laughs> This is terrific. That's a that's a nine-point answer right there. Nine points for that answer.
1: Oh, and also, uh remember, it was Vivica A. Fox that fought with Uma Thurman.
0: Terrific. Next question. You get to invent a one-time Oscar for any person or moment in film history. Who or what does it go to?
1: My one-time Academy Award would go to... Paul Giamatti Mm -hmm. for his work in the movies Sideways and American Splendor.
0: Oh, great. Now, so this is one Oscar spanning two movies.
1: One Oscar for a guy for being not only in those two movies, but not even getting nominated for either of them.
0: Justice for Giamatti.
1: I'm nominating him (laughs) because (laughs) I think his performance in those two movies are amongst the best comedy slash drama performances. Like we're talking like Jack Lemon level of being able to do comedy and drama in the same movie.
0: Yeah. He's great.
1: He's so good in both those movies. And like at the time, and then looking back, I just cannot believe that he wouldn't land in the top five acting performances with those particular roles.
0: This is a great call. Giamatti is a seven and a half point answer. Oh, wait, you know what? An eight point answer because it's two movies. Giamatti is an eight point answer. Great. We've got a couple more questions. You're doing amazing. Your work in this field has been, to this point, I don't mean to overstate it, unprecedented. If you could, next question. <laughs> if you could drop, <laughs> sorry, just resetting, just getting my bearings. <laughs> I know
1: this is too much for you, but you can handle it. <laughs>
0: I am easily overwhelmed. If you could drop the villain from any horror movie into any romantic comedy for any reason, which would you choose?
1: Well, I picked a movie that now that I'm thinking of it, <laughs> I don't know if it's more of a rom than a com. That's okay. It's more of a rom-drom.
0: Mm-hmm. A rom-drom. rom-drom counts.
1: I mean, it's it, it's very much a rom-drom. I, I, don't, I think there's very little to laugh about in it but I do think it could also be really spiced up by a classic movie villain. So I'm taking the mm-hmm. the movie Ice Castles and I'm replacing Robbie Benson, the male love interest in that movie. He's a hockey player in that film. So I'm replacing mm-hmm. him with Jason. <laughs> uh, with, J- with Jason. Yeah, Morris. so people could see that Jason, you know, sure, he murders people, and he wears a hockey mask, but he can also fall in love with a blind skater and teach her how to make a comeback.
0: That's great. So he doesn't murder her, or that's to be seen, but he does love her. There's a, The love story remains.
1: Yeah, he, he's there supporting her, you know, her bid to go to the Olympics, even though she's blind, and they're trying to keep the world from knowing that she's blind.
0: That's beautiful. Are they also trying to keep them from knowing that Jason is just out there murdering?
1: Well, yeah, he's like, uh, it's like, that's his... That's his side piece.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he's got he's got romance with this with this Olympic skater. Yeah, his side pieces You know, in the
1: original Ice Castles, Robbie Benson goes off to with his hockey team for long stretches. So Mm -hmm. the same thing could happen with Jason. He could be off murdering people. And just checking in with her via the phone every once in a while and showing how difficult it is to maintain a relationship.
0: Do we keep the name Ice Castles or do no, we it? No, I
1: thought maybe uh, it would probably have a cuter title. I was thinking Nice Castles.
0: Oh, Nice Castles. <laughs> it's, it is a cuter name that has way less to do with the movie. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, Nice Castles is like that's where he has to go in his head whenever he's thinking about murdering people.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He just closes his eyes, thinks about hanging out in Nice Castles.
1: Yeah. Hanging out with uh, the lady from Frozen.
0: (laughs) Excellent. That's that answer is 13 points. No question about it for Friday the 13th. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Please describe for me your ideal role for Nicolas Cage to play.
1: I think this is going to blow your mind because I really, I think he can do it. I'm ready. You know how Nicolas Cage, you know, he can't get through a movie without having at least one or two ridiculous outbursts. Yes. Well, I'm seeing him in a role where he will not be allowed to have outbursts, but you could see behind his eyes that outbursts are happening constantly, especially whenever a woman enters the room. It's Nicolas Cage in the Mike Pence story.
0: (laughs) So he's got to keep it buttoned down, but he's absolutely losing it inside whenever he has to be unattended. You know he's
1: insane in the membrane, but on the outside, (laughs) just keeping it cool.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: All the time.
0: Just waiting for mother's instructions while seething on the inside, heading up task forces he's unprepared for but all the time just freaking out behind the eyes. I like this answer. This is a good answer. This answer is worth 11 points. Nice. Final question. If you were to assign me an action movie catchphrase, what would it be? And what would your action movie catchphrase be?
1: Well, Josh, I think of both of us more as lovers than fighters. Agreed. And so I wanted to find possibly a more realistic catchphrase. For each of us. So here's what I have for you. Okay. Rewriting the great Sylvester Stallone line from Cobra. You're a disease and I'm the cure. It will take us six months to a year to find a vaccine for
0: I like the realism of it. I like it. I like a catchphrase that doesn't overpromise. You're a
1: disease, and I'm the cure that needs to be approved by the FDA.
0: <laughs> We're trying to fast-track it, but there's no guarantees. It
1: might be a minute.
0: <laughs> I love, I love a um, a realistic timeline on a catchphrase. Just an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back when it's convenient
1: (laughs) I'll be back to you with an estimate in a few days
0: (laughs) and then we can go from there we'll discuss next (laughs) steps Um, that's great and what's yours
1: mine is I have come here to chew bumblegum bumblegum I am here to chew bum. why can't I say (laughs) bumblegum I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And right now I'm all out of kick ass.
0: (laughs) Here's have some gum. Each of these is eight points. That is a 16 point answer. Huge numbers this week. Doug Benson, that gives you a total score of 108 points. Incredible performance, which makes you the all time make my day high scorer. This is huge, unprecedented news. Thank you for playing. How do you feel?
1: I feel great. I don't think I've ever had a bigger accomplishment. and all of the game playing that I do, I've never done better. As the
0: grand prize winner of this week's show, you have won $100 as a donation to the cause of your choice. Where will the money be going?
1: I would like it to go to Smile Train.
0: Oh, great choice. Do you want to talk for a second about Smile Train?
1: I would love to. Smile Train is an organization that gives palate surgery to little kids in third world countries. So I I think it's a great cause and, uh, I'm always happy to uh, send people their way.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. It's such a good organization and I'll put the information in the show notes and online.
1: You know, I started uh, touting them and, uh, raising money for them. Uh, when I I heard about it through uh, Jimmy Pardo does his annual Mm podcast-a-thon and, uh, And that's the charity that uh, he raises all the money for, and he's raised, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for them.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much. This is such a good choice. Our final segment of the show is the pep talk. Each of us will give a pep talk to someone or something in the world we think needs one at this moment. I will go first. My pep talk is for belts. Belts. For so many years, you've been so central to our daily lives, but not lately. You hang in a closet over an old pair of slacks, remember slacks? Or you droop limply over the side of a chair. You used to be the barrier between the world and our butts, but now nobody outside the home even sees us from the waist down. But don't worry, belts, your time will come again. Just as the phoenix rose from its own ashes, you will emerge triumphant from the defeated piles of sweatpants and leggings that constitute our quarantine wardrobes, and Just like the towel cinched around Ben Affleck's waist in that one picture of him on the beach with a full back tattoo of a phoenix, you will once again keep our intimate areas from public view. Listen belts, our jeans and khakis will rise again. And along with them, you too shall rise. Doug, the floor is yours for a pep talk.
1: Hey socks, take what Josh said about belts (laughs) and uh, apply it to yourselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that works. That's perfect. I think short and sweet. We're gonna, we're keeping it tight. Socks and belts. Your days will return. Your The salad days will be back. That has been the show. Amazing pep talks. All-time high scores. Doug Benson, thank you so much. You're this week's champion, and where can people find you and your work otherwise?
1: They can follow me on the Twitter and Instagram at DougLovesMovies.com is the website for all of my touring info in case that ever happens again and also uh you know links to uh, episodes of doug loves movies
0: it's such a fun show i have such a good time doing it and listening to it it's great once again doug's charity that he won 100 for is smile train if you have your own answers to any of today's questions for the game what could be better movie edition feel free to tweet them at me at josh gondelman you don't need to bother doug <laughs> he's a busy guy Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days.